Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Well, let's wrap up the week by getting you up to date in about 10 minutes from the KMOX News team. It's the St. Louis All Local. Today is Friday, March 1st. I'm Michael Calhoun, our top local story. This just in. Missouri Governor Mike Parson today announced he had commuted the sentence of Britt Reed, the son of Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reed. Reed pleaded guilty to a DWI that caused bodily injury. In the days leading up to Super Bowl 55, Reed crashed into a pair of parked cars hospitalizing a five-year-old girl. The girl was in a coma for 11 days. Her mother says she still drags her right foot when she walks, can't keep her balance, must wear thick glasses and take special education classes now. Parson has described himself as a big Chiefs fan. Reed's blood alcohol level was .113. He was sentenced to three years in prison in November of 2022. Now he'll get to serve house arrest. Clearly, politics are at play here. Alderman Tom Oldenburg is saying Aldermanic President Megan Green is proving his earlier point that the board's politics is slowing down the police ability to implement life-saving technology. Today, he introduced his own red-light camera bill after the old one spent months idling. President Green elected not to send that bill to committee. Here's Alderman Oldenburg. The Board of Aldermen deserve to debate a bill and potentially move it forward with a vote that's decoupled from a civilian oversight or a surveillance oversight uh, process. President Green says she didn't assign the bill because it's a duplicate of Alderman Shane Cohn's red light bill that has languished for months, but without the companion legislation. After the unhoused Bill of Rights failed to get enough consensus support, its sponsor is introducing parts of the bill individually. First up is an overhaul of the plan and petition process that would lower the signature threshold from 50% of neighbors to 25%. She says after that, her bill changes which department verifies those signatures. You will turn those into the Board of Election Commissions and they will now do the verification as opposed to right now it is the planning um, department who does that and they are doing it manually by calling each person which is very ineffective and outdated. The Board of Election Commissions, they do signature verification for us candidates. Another change is a newly created temporary license given to shelters allowing the community to weigh in on the impact of the facility and any nuisances it may create. Those probationary hearings would happen twice in the first eight months of operation. Jury selection is underway in a high profile case. It's the trial of Daniel Riley, the man accused of recklessly driving his car and crashing into Janae Edmondson, teen volleyball star from Tennessee, visiting St. Louis from out of town. The accident cost Edmondson both of her legs. Riley was out on bond and supposed to be under house arrest in relation to a robbery case. The crash became the catalyst for Kim Gardner's eventual resignation. Judge Michael Noble said in a recent hearing that they have procedures to ensure jurors aren't impartial with a case of this notoriety. They'll give potential jurors a single sentence description free of specifics about the case and ask them to write down everything they know. They'll discard the potential jurors who show they have a deep understanding of the case. Jury selection is expected to continue into Monday. Outside the Carnahan Courthouse, Sean Malone at KMOX News. Webster University gets approval from a judge to tap into what had been restricted endowment funds, donations meant for scholarships. Webster had asked for the permission to satisfy financial solvency terms of a loan. St. Louis County Circuit Court Judge Stanley Wallach wrote the endowment funds are meant to be used to promote high-quality learning experiences, but he also expressed concern and ordered the funds be restricted again if the university's financial position improves. Webster lost more than $128 million over the past decade, according to the Business Journal, but paid leaders like former Chancellor Beth Str- almost a million dollars a year. A legend in sound has passed away. Bob Heil, who pioneered the modern rock and roll sound system, was 82. 
Bob Heil got into rock and roll accidentally. He got a call that the Grateful Dead were at the Fox Theater without their PA and cobbled something new together from speakers the Fox was throwing out, turned them into the first large-scale PA system. He says that night changed everything. When you look back on the history of the music industry, then we hit the front page of Billboard magazine that this little thing in Marissa, Illinois, this little company got the Grateful Dead sound contract and everybody was calling us. His inventions are in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, including the Heil talk box made famous by his friend Peter Frampton. Heil died after a year-long battle with cancer. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. As the news continues on KMOX, a local man whose inventions changed the sound of rock and roll has passed away. Bob Heil lost a year-long battle with cancer. He was 82. KMOX's Debbie Monterey takes a look back at his life, featuring a conversation with Bob Heil from about a decade ago. When you think of St. Louis area rock pioneers, maybe you think of Chuck Berry or Ike and Tina. But it was Bob Heil who changed the sound and quality of rock concerts. Bob Heil's sound equipment is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. I hardly knew what rock music was about. It was all about theater organ. He grew up in Marissa, Illinois, took organ lessons at the Fox, and tinkered with radio equipment under the tutelage of KMOX's chief engineer, Larry Burroughs. But Heil stumbled into the crazy world of rock and roll in the early 70s when the Grateful Dead showed up for a show at the Fox and Heil got a phone call. He said, well, there's a band here. They came in here and their PA got confiscated last night in New Orleans uh, by the uh, drug agents. <clears throat> he says, here, he hands the phone to Jerry Garcia. The Dead had to play an acoustic set at the Fox until Heil showed up with his revolutionary equipment. He'd taken some old speakers the Fox Theater was throwing away and turned them into the first large-scale PA system. And that night changed it. When you look back on the history of the music industry, then we hit the front page of Billboard magazine that this little thing in Marissa, Illinois, this little company got the Grateful Dead sound contract and everybody was calling us. And From there, he went on the road with The Who, and pretty much everyone who was anyone in rock was using Bob Heil's equipment. These days, Heil Sound, the name given his company by Jerry Garcia himself, is right on 159 in Fairview Heights. Hi, kiddo. Hello. How are you? Good, how are you? I'm good. Bob recently gave up the home theater business, something he began in the 70s when no one but the super rich and superstars had them. This is where we assemble all these microphones. Watch your step, huh? This is where it all happens back here. This is all for the ham radio things here because we're, uh, we're the world's largest manufacturer of microphones for the ham radio industry, have been for 25 years. In fact, a fellow ham radio aficionado and friend of Bob's is none other than rocker Joe Walsh, who called Bob one day to ask a favor. Sitting in his kitchen in Studio City. You know, Bob, you're going to have to build me a better microphone. Well, we're going to go back on tour which is with the Eagles, you know, and he says, we need better microphones. He would give me these ideas, and I'd come back and put this all together, and it just evolved that, whoa, we made some big breakthroughs. From there, Heil began developing a whole new line of microphones. Over a thousand radio stations now using that microphone, and it, five of them were shipped to Fox Sports. They used them for the Super Bowl. And they're used here at KMOX. 
Kyle's come a long way from playing the organ professionally six nights a week, then opening Ye Old Music Shop in Marissa. He intended to teach piano and organ, but before he knew it, he'd become the go-to guy for rock musicians. All these guys would start coming to Marissa. That's... It became the rock and roll capital of the world. Now, does the Marissa Chamber of Commerce, do they have like a statue no, for no, you or something? No, no, no. <laughs> quite, quite the reverse of that. They should probably just have a museum with pictures of no, all the famous people you brought no, there. not even that, but... <laughs> No. A mild-mannered and humble man, Bob Heil's influence on rock extends to the mega-selling album Frampton Comes Alive. That story starts with Peter Frampton's girlfriend, Penny. Penny was married in my home in Marissa. Get out of here! Yes, uh, 18-year-old kid. Married to who? The, the one of the road manager dudes. Married to get that road manager dude a green card. She wanted to get a, a Christmas present. This was 73. I said, I'll send you one of my talk boxes. And you know the rest of that story. <laughs> That talk box is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, along with the Mavis mixer Heil built for Pete Townsend and the console live sound mixer that saved the Grateful Dead. What an honor, because I'm just a crazy little guy from <laughs> Illinois, you know. But we changed the world. We, we changed the direction. Last year, Bob Heil received the prestigious Parnelli Award for audio innovation. These days, it's the microphones that take up most of Heil's time. He was recently at the NAM show in California, the National Association of Music Merchants, with his good friend Slash. And I got this voicemail. Hey, Debbie, this is Slash, and I'm just uh, saying hi. I'm sitting here at the NAM show and uh, sort of doing our thing here, but doing I just wanted to, uh, to give you a shout out. Despite his constant travel, work with rock stars, and his innovations on new technology, Bob still finds time for the organ. I love playing. Uh, I, I play just about every day that I'm here. I have a really nice new digital theater organ. There's a question people ask him more and more these days. When are you going to retire? I don't know. Why would I do that? I mean, that would be boring, wouldn't it? That's rock and roll pioneer and Hall of Famer Bob Heil. For Voices of St. Louis on KMOX, I'm Debbie Monterey. Thank you, Debbie, for that look back from about a decade ago at Bob Heil, who has lost his battle with cancer at the age of 82. Download the Odyssey app or search for St. Louis All Local on your favorite podcast app to stay up to date.